Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast reaction show. No Matthew Keeling today, I'll have to say this from the start, just in case anyone was expecting him. He's, uh, he has pulled out. Um, <laughs> he's still here, he's in the building, but he won't do the podcast because... He's hiding from us. Yeah, exactly, he's hiding from us because the, the Holland match is on. Which is fair enough, because this yeah. is a World Cup and we shouldn't be playing Championship football during a World Cup. But anyway, we'll get on to that. I'm Richard Easterbrook, I'm today joined by Michael Luff. Hiya mate, but I'm going to be Matthew's replacement in that I'm already steaming and I was having a pint when we scored the first goal. So I'm great with his shoes really well. I feel bang, bang on, bang on, Brandon, and also joined by Eleanor McCabe, who's uh, who's. How are you, Eleanor? <laughs> I'm 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 all right. I'm doing fine. I'm um, for the first time in three days staying sober today instead of drinking because I don't know that my liver can handle anymore. But I, I remember all the goals and I saw all the goals today, unlike Mick. So I'm going to kind of be the <laughs> the antithesis of Mick today. Sure. That's my plan. So, yeah, between the three of us, we'll all covered everything off seen all of the action because I missed the third goal because of people standing and things like that Excellent. did you not stand with them you, have you not figured out how that works yet Richard but <laughs> no because no, <laughs> I sit on the end of a row so everyone walks past me oh, to right. get to did where they, they need not, to go did they not hear the announcement at the beginning which is the stadium of light is an all-seater stadium and you should not stand yeah. for prolonged yeah. periods of time yeah I do I do point things like that but <laughs> it falls on does largely fall on deaf ears but anyway Sunderland today won 3-0 um, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. It was with, with goals from Ahmad, Pritchard, and a little Christmas gift for Ella Sims right at the end as well. So, so, uh, so we'll start with you, Mick. What's your what's your your immediate reaction? As, as I said, we're, we're keeping us to a tight fifteen minutes. So, keep your points brief. Are you trying to say I'm only go off on tangents? Yes, that's I'm just exactly saying that the, the timer is running. So, yeah, um, absolutely delighted. With I'm going to have to stop you there, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. No, but. We've talked all season really about how our home form hasn't matched our away form. So I think we've got a bit of a disproportionately negative view of the season, I think, from a certain perspective. But the day, um, first half wasn't a great performance, but we came on strong second half, scored three nice goals, won the game, back-to-back wins for the first time this season, which is really important. And I think the benefit of playing today is the fact that we, we're now up the 10th in the league. Um, we've kind of played that game in hand. And it means that we don't have to shoehorn that into a midweek towards the end of the season. And we're yeah. not kind of having that backlog. So I think it's great to get a day out of a win. A 3-0 win over an established championship team who last season were in the round of playoffs till the very end. So I don't think you can complain. I think that's just a really good professional display and an excellent three points. How did you feel about the game actually taking place as, as it was? It, it felt a little bit discombobulating to be playing a championship game when we've been kind of surrounded by the amniotic fluid of... of <laughs> Sorry. This, this <laughs> yeah, very, very Sorry. Badly. Yeah. So we've been deep in the womb of we've the World the, Cup. We've been in the COVID bubble of the World Cup and yeah. now we're being able to go back into yeah. the social distancing of championship. I don't know. Yeah. That's an even but, worse analogy. Yeah, yeah. We've but, been spat out in the championship football. And yeah. First half especially it did feel like this was a, a, a bit of a rude awakening, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think even from kind of the pre-match build-up, the crowd did just seem a little bit flat. I think 12.30 on a Saturday, you do tend to get that anyway. But with it being the first game in a while, that really, really kind of took its place. And I think that the first half looked like the first game of a season. 
Both teams looked a bit frantic. They were shouting at the ref. Both teams looked like a step behind the pace at times. You just kind of saw them getting back into it. But obviously we kicked that to the curb in the second half and came out as a different team. And I think that was the that was the difference today because they stayed shit and, and we did better. <laughs> I guess that would be my only complaint from the day, the fact that I think this has become a little bit of a trend now under Mowbray that we're starting home games quite slowly. Yeah. And then we're coming on better in the second half. I mean... You look at the games we won previously, Rotherham was scored three goals in the second half, Wigan was scored the two goals in the second half, and today we scored all three in the second half. So that's now under Mowbray, every time we've won under him at home, we've scored the goals in the second half. But that's not a bad thing, really, because it shows that he's willing to change things at half-time if it's not working. And I think before we got Mowbray, there was a little bit of this concept that Mowbray might be a little bit of a dinosaur tactically, and I think we've all seen now that he's not, and he can get more out of the team. And I think that a day, as I say, second half, I think we controlled the game. I think first half, to be fair, I mean, like Eleanor said, Millwall weren't great at all. We weren't, but I think I think still from the 20th minute to the 40th minute, I think we had the better of a game. We had more possession. I think we, we looked more likely to create an opening. And it was only a really bad Anthony Patterson error right on half-time that gave them any opportunity whatsoever. And you so, need to be careful what you say about Anthony. <laughs> remember me, like, I won't take this slander. I will see you outside after the pod is done. I think, just put in perspective, like I said at the start of the pod, you, you can't complain with a 3-0 win against an established championship team. I think that is about a group... I don't think you'll see a more routine 2-3-0 win in the championship this season from our point of view. And that someone might have done a goal, I don't know, in the World Cup. The, the championship's more important at the moment. Yes. <laughs> you know what it is I think it is as I say for me like to kind of I've, ca- I've come round a lot after, to, to, after to count on what you just said like I said at the start but what, like, I think that the fact that we got that game out of the way we've got the extra three points on the board everything just looks so good for us now compared to what it would have looked like had we not played the game today so I'm really pleased it's kind of gone out of the way and we've won the game and I suppose in a way it's we've we've kind of broken up what would be quite a long break for a lot of championship yes. teams and, and we're probably going to be the fresher for it because we've yes. had that game in the desert and then it was where was it? Dubai yeah Dubai we've had yeah. that game in Dubai and now now we've had a, a good 90 minutes under our belt so whenever the football starts up again I guess two weeks time it's well, a week on Monday yeah. we right. play oh yeah it's West Brom yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and like you've said that'll be West Brom's first game back after the break yeah. so hopefully they might still be a bit rusty and we've got like 90 minutes under our belts and we've got the momentum of back to back wins and although West Brom have picked up since Steve Bruce left the club, which things tend to do, uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I, do, I still think we've got a good chance. And I think, to be fair, when you've won back the back games, a draw against West Brom's fine, and you keep the momentum going. And I think we're setting ourselves up for a good second half of the season, the way we're going. Who's, who's in charge of West Brom now? Is it still. No, it's not Steve Bruce, but it's Slavin Bilic again. No, he's at Watford. Watford? Yeah. So he's. Yeah. And Michael Beale, no, that's no, but he's got the Rangers. Rangers, doing yeah. well here, Richard. Yeah, I don't, I, I have no idea. I will have I, a look. I have no you. idea. No, I'm not really that interested, to be honest. But anyway, now I am interested. Day. But Carlos uh, Corbran. Ah, yeah, that oh, guy. Yeah, him. So ah, yes, that, man. <laughs> that man. Well, I think today we have, we've, you know, we've raced into two 0 leads, previous occasions, and we've seen that that disastrously and hilariously. <laughs> Written off against QPR, obviously under Michael Beale, and um, <laughs> and Burnley, obviously. But today, we, we our game management was spot on. You know, we we had that little fifteen minute spell, won the game inside fifteen minutes, really between forty five and sixty, yeah. and then then saw saw it out. Are you are you are you, are you surprised by that, or is it impressive for you to see? <laughs> 
after the first half, I, I have got I have got to say, even though I am usually quite positive going into half time, after the first half, I was very much thinking, mm, I'll take one nil here. Like this could be one nil either way. It's going to be quite scrappy. But actually, we came out. We were like the significantly better team at the beginning of the second half. We just really, really put it to them. We stopped letting them. We stopped backing off them. There were quite a few instances where because they were going in for these kind of challenges and because they were rolling over on the floor, there were a couple of players who looked scared and were backing off Millwall players and like the fear of potentially getting booked or potentially getting something given away against them. But at the end of the day, we were the better footballing team yeah. and I think that we really, really proved that with three goals in yeah. the second half. Because today, I think it's not only about the back wins, but that's twice now in two games where we've gone terminal up. And as you said, Richard, earlier on in the season, that was a bit of a concern and we've dropped points. But we've seen the games out really well. Birmingham, we had the extra jeopardy of them getting the goal back and we still saw it out really well. But I think Patterson's actually been integral in that because I've criticised him for giving the ball well away done. in the first you've, half. You've, you've, you've taken the threats. But but... What I like to do in Millwall, their only threat was kind of like balls into the box from deep. And I think Patterson came out and took them really well and he took all of the pressure off and all of the sting out of the game which is really good, but I think there's a few performances over the pitch today that I want to kind of shout out. I think O'Nine, I think he was excellent again today, and I think I've been I really... I said man of the match for me. It, I, I wouldn't disagree with out. that. I think he's been... He's made the step up to the Championship a lot better than what I thought he would. Same with Lyndon Gucci, came back and I think he was decent today. But I think Ellis Sims, I think he was really good, and I was really happy that he got the goal, because I think his overall game today was brilliant. I think he held the ball up well, he brought others into the game, which is his biggest strength. But people kind of saying, I do kind of see where they're coming from. I don't think he's the most natural finisher in the world. But again, like Professor Max, Professor Max would agree with us today, but like his shots on targets, reassure competitive goals he scores, been really impressive. So he's adding goals to his game, and I think his record, if you look at how many games he started for Sunderland and how many goals he scored, is kind of outstrips what he's done in his career so far. So I think you've got to give Ellis Sims a lot of praise today, and I'm absolutely delighted for him because I think the difference in terms of both performance and the points on the board since he's come back to the start 11 has been night and day I was just going to say it's amazing like you you think you need a striker you're told oh no we don't need three strikers because we can play without a striker but then a striker comes back and actually weirdly we start scoring (laughs) goals it's like there's some sort of link I'm not not saying there's a link between that but it's it's as though there's a reason football teams have a striker it's an interesting I mean that 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 is like galaxy brain that I mean (laughs) I need to check the stats on that but but I'm sure you're right. I'm sure that, that have yeah. score more goals. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to ask Professor Matt see yeah. whether he oh, can yeah. he can clarify this for us. Yeah. But it almost sounds like, from what you're saying, it almost sounds as if like having a striker is a really important place on the pitch. Almost like having a goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, so one you know Pato at one end is, is keeping them out. Sims is scoring them, and he did he did really yeah. well today. I mean that that goal was a gift. But as, as Mick says, yeah, and he's he he did work hard and he did yeah. a lot of a lot of the hard yards like that. You, you don't often get as a, get credit for as a striker, but he was, no. you know, it'll be it'll be really exciting when when Stewart Ross Stewart oh. does come oh, back because yeah. Uh, again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> again, though, I think Ahmad was a cut above. Yeah, he, he had that the one chance where he had in the first half. Mind, there was a little bit of the old Ahmad came out where he tried to kind of create the perfect angle for himself when he chopped yeah. back. And I'll sit like in the south stand, so I was right behind that. And to be fair, he should have got the shot away a lot quicker. But what we saw was a real determination again to dictate the game, to get on the ball, to drive us forward. And again, he's ended up on the score sheet today, and it's a really like lovely move that we've put together 
for the first goal and he's done well to be in the right place to finish it off. So, as I say, I think um, Ahmad, I think since, I think there's been a real big, after the first kind of international break, after the Watford game, I think since then, he's been our best player this season. And I think you can see why Man U took a chance on him and why, and why there's, no buy, there's no buy clause in this loan. Because yeah. they'll want to loan him to a better but, standard yeah, next season. They want to bring back. I think as well, Sims in that first goal, that little flick that he just did behind Excellent. him, it was just an absolute thing of beauty. And I think it really showed his... Cause I, he gets he gets quite a bit of stick, like Unfair as you stick. were saying, yeah, for, for not being a natural finisher, for not putting his th- foot through it every time, for not always taking the shots. But even just in that like kind of glimmer today, you did see that actually he does he can just produce those moments of magic. I mean, even that last goal, I highly doubt that that what was he about ten foot tall um, yeah, centre half yeah. that they had that freakish man who was playing for yeah, them. Yeah. I don't think a ball has ever bounced over his head because no. I, I don't. Think no, I don't think anything's impossible. ever gone over his head. No, I think Life go around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's not allowed like through Heathrow Airport because yeah. planes can't take off. Yeah, he's one of the, he's like, he has like a red torch on his head. He'd only go up a drive for him and has got the thing for like high... Like, yeah. Mate, he's, yeah. He wouldn't be able to get under that if he was walking yeah. and he'd bang his head. Yeah, yeah, he he's not allowed to walk through a drive through mate. I would, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Wise men say does not endorse walking through any sort of drive through. I've tried before. I did the whole thing where you pretend to be in a car. <laughs> did you? Yeah, did you make rough. a highly realistic revving noise? Did you pretend to put the handbrake on? Yeah, it didn't work. Sadly. Did they just but, say it's safe? Yeah, just keep, keep driving. It's I mean, 10 o'clock in the morning. Why are you trying to drive <laughs> yeah. through this? Again, though, you're 25, the best man. <laughs> I, do, I do hope that this kind of dispels the myth that Ellis Sims doesn't put himself about and doesn't work hard. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't get that goal he scored if you don't take a chance and like follow that in. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was uh, there was a moment like earlier in the season, I think it was Gareth who said he was. Um, He's, he's quite an intelligent footballer, so he is. Yes. So what, what could be mistaken as being lazy, not chasing every ball down, is is actually like he's making decisions. Yeah, he's, yes, he's exactly. Like, and it happened today. There was a there was a ball that that squirmed loose. The keeper was there was a foot race between him and the keeper to get there, and he he decided he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But the people behind me like howling at him because because it, he because he just backed out. Of I it, would much rather it's just see, intelligence, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather see Sims go for a ball that he's at least kind of 6-7 out of 10 sure he's going to get to rather than seeing like the Kevin Kyle-esque just because Kevin oh, Kyle back Kevin in the day Kyle. he's blocked he me on Twitter you know did he? yeah he's blocked us, still blocked on really? Twitter I've always found be a sound guy and that just confirms it really oh, but yeah. Kevin Kyle but he was I'm not obviously just bringing up Kevin Kyle for no reason but he was a type of player and like kind of players of his ilk they would get applauded by Sunderland fans traditionally because they would charge a keeper down running from the halfway line when they're not getting there in a million years and it would look like the grafting like hell. But as I say, it's not it's not working kind of like smart, it's just kind of like working hard for the sake of it and just to look good. Whereas like Sims, like you see, I think he conserves his energy for when he's sure he's gonna get there. And I think that shows when he does get the ball, he's very intelligent, he holds it up, he lays it off to people really well. And to be fair to Mowbray, I like the fact that we're getting bodies around him, so it's not like Sims is getting the ball and he's isolated, he's getting it, and he's got two or three players that's making good runs like around his feet to get on the end of it. Up, up there with those intelligent players as well like you you can see the link up between like when Embleton came on the link up between yes. Diallo and Embleton is just a thing of beauty really the, the way those two were playing together was fantastic and actually it gave Sims a bit more freedom when those two were doing all that work they were getting all the balls round and through to it was brilliant just just while I've got, got the floor can I just ask do you think there was any part of George Honeyman today when we scored that was a bit like Get in, lads. Do you do you think his heart was wanting to? Because he is—he's a Sunderland fan. He's—he's yeah. he's like. Do you think he was? There was any? Not like 
I'm not saying he was he jumping up on his even, seat. Not in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> no. He would definitely have been a muted, a muted goal celebration. Yeah, he would have done a respectful yeah. celebration. Yeah. Well, he got but applauded. He, he got was, a good reception. Because he never got he? his swan song. He never no. got his final game because we all thought we'd see him again. Yeah. And then he just, he just went to Hull. Yeah, we, just, yeah. we decided <laughs> to sell Jack Ross made him club captain. Then we decided to sell him from underneath yeah. Ross two weeks before the yeah. season without Smart. Jack. Yeah, Jack yeah. Ross didn't know More that. It's incredible. I mean, but he 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 was he was he was a, it was a problem for us along along with the incredible like unfathomable height that that Millwall but had. He was he was dangerous in that ten rule. He was, but what what I would say about Honeyman is what's pleasing. I think shows how far we've come. This time last season, before the January transfer window, when Clark and Roberts came in, Honeyman were walking to our side twelve months ago. And even though I think he's a capable Championship footballer, would you start him over any of our attacking options? He doesn't get in over Robert Clark. I'm he doesn't. It so was I think nice. yeah, so, that, nice. so that shows to me, sorry, Alan, to show how far we've come in yeah. this 12 month space. No, sorry, yeah. Alan. No, I was just going to say, it was nice to have an ex player come back, play against us, and not think. Oh shit, exactly. why did we let him yeah. go? Like I was looking at him today, I was like, fair play George, like you've had a run out, you've, you've, you've done your bit, you've rolled around on the floor a bit, like congratulations, but I wouldn't, ha- I, 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 he wouldn't precisely. be in the squad for precisely. me now, he's just because he's not, he's, he's not what we're going for, he's not part of, and I know we take the piss out of it, but he wouldn't fit into the system, he the wouldn't model. fit into so the model. Say it, say it, say it. Yes. Well, he probably would, but, but we've got too many of, of his Yeah, ilk, yeah, right? of course. Right. And, and we've got we've got Pritchard, who is unfortunately, unfo- yeah, unfortunately, again, it's, it's, a much it's, better prospect. It's pleasing progress because I remember yeah. standing after we got beat off MK Dons last season when it, uh, under one of Alex Neil's first games, the last game he actually lost in League One under us. And me and Matthew were saying actually it would have made more sense to bring in Wickham rather than Defoe at the time that we did. And but but you look now, Wickham's running around for Forest Green. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So again. I think sometimes we do make mistakes with recruitment, but it's undeniable that we have come on leaps and bounds in that regard in the scouting that we're yeah. doing and the quality of players we're bringing in. And hopefully, as I say, I think this season ultimately we won't quite make the playoff places. But I do All think. Right. That, Cheers. Jeez, I haven't but, the days. But, but, but I do think we've given ourselves really solid foundations in the first half of the yeah. season. And I think that for a newly promoted club, you've kind of got sometimes strip away the fact we are Sunderland and we are a big club at this level. And you've got to say, for a newly promoted side, we're kind of outperforming a lot of teams that's gone up by the playoffs in League One. And long may continue. I just think that we've set ourselves up brilliantly. It's because we do have that quality in our squad. We've now got that spine. We've got those those people in the squad that we know we can rely on. Like, again, Patson had some dodgy moments today. It's the first time in a while we've seen him have dodgy moments, really, because he is usually quite secure. I'm talking like majority of the time here every every keeper has like a moment but today was (laughs) exactly (laughs) even the greatness that is Michael Loft but today he had more dodgy moments than we've seen him have in a while but I mean he got the assist for the third goal and can we really fault him for that the players going over and celebrating him yeah. with him afterwards yeah. was just fantastic and while I'm shouting out individuals Agielisi by the way yeah. what a prospect we've got now I love, I love him I think he's great he's another, he's another player like you, you, tackle in the second half oh, oh. superb but, but you look, he, when he came in, there was people doubting him a little bit when he made them initial games and he didn't quite look up to the standard and the pace. But the more he's played, like he's just grown into it and whether he plays left-back, whether he plays centre-half, his reading of the game is absolutely fantastic. He loves the tackle and he's really good going forward. And I just think the more he plays, the better he gets. And I think that there's a Premier League footballer in there, whether it's with us or elsewhere, I think there's definitely a Premier League standard footballer in there. I think he's great. 
can if if we're doing shout outs, can I just also say fair play to Diallo and the club for the message they put out before the match today and fair play yeah. for Agreed. actually for, for actually saying Second something up. about it and actually coming out and saying, Look, we need to be respectful. We like we love the noise you make, we love you doing that, but we need to make sure that we're on the right side exactly. here and we're doing what we should be doing. And like would, a young lad to, to make that video and come out, it I is agree. it's fair play I agree. to him. I would also like to add the fact that anybody who continue to sing that song today who think that they know better than Ahmad himself just pack it in please because I've seen a lot of people challenging Ahmad's statement fair enough you believe what you believe but Ahmad himself has said stop it so stop it you don't know better than him he's the one that's grown up affected by his issues you haven't so like I, that would be my kind of like message. I don't like telling fans what to do, but please, but please. I do like I love it. <laughs> but, <laughs> if if, if anyone's seen my Twitter feed, do, 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 it's do Sunderland you... and Northern Rail that I'm just always oh, against. It's fantastic. Not, you, not Sunderland. Obviously. Yeah, if you do follow Rick on Twitter, you know all the train updates. It's brilliant. Oh, I do. But and and they to, are a disgrace. To be fair to some fans, maybe they didn't see it. It was released just before the game today. <laughs> Potentially, they haven't seen the message. But from this point onwards. We know where the club stands, yes, we know where Ahmad stands on it, and therefore, as fans of the club and as fans of the players who play for us, we have to just support him in that and we have to just take the same stand as they are. Absolutely, absolutely. That's probably a good place to finish on because uh, we've had our allotted 15 minutes. I think we've covered pretty much everything off in the game. Uh, the, the seagull almost shot on us on the way to the match. That, that shouldn't go without mention. Like, really, really close. Like, like, incredibly close. That would. We were saying if 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 it had managed to make contact, that would have been a turnaround and go home situation. I thought, like. I thought for a second we've got wise men say reaction pod to a point of being like quite a serious podcast. We talk, we talked about something. Oh like, yeah, quite yeah. serious. Yeah. And Richard comes in with a seagull and a shat on me on the way wise to the match. What, what a lovely way to end. Wise men shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sure not... someone's called the pod that before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, oh, hundred yeah. percent. Or shit yeah. men say yeah. that's probably the better one. They're not very wise. Like, <laughs> I don't know, fucking hell. But yeah, the seagulls can can fuck off. But isn't that the good luck if one shits on? No, you? that's what that's what people say. When a seagull shits, I'm to make myself feel better about it. Oh, that's, okay. That's, yeah, because yeah. nobody feels lucky if, if no. a seagull shot. No, like, it would definitely been. I'm going home now. So, oh, so you're yeah. saying your avoidance of it was a kind of positive jinx for a 3 nil. I didn't deliberately avoid that there's no time there's no avoiding no. it once it's happening it's yeah. happening I mean I was trying to I was trying to be nice to you there Rick but no. we've had 15 minutes yeah we we've go. had 15 minutes we're, yeah. we're now prattling yeah we're prattling so before we go um, uh, you saw probably a lot of stuff over the weekend about um, Faith Fantaro's um, fight against a brain tumour and she's raising £450,000 to, to, to get some treatment in the USA she was on Look North last night and yeah. um, it's getting a lot of coverage now which is uh, which is really good to see there's the From the Terraces live show in a couple of weeks time um, tickets are still some tickets are still available it's on um, the 22nd of December 22nd thank you Ellen very welcome so um, how do you know that? Uh, I've, I've, I've got connections. I, I know, I know, I know people who do the podcast. Ah, yeah, she's yeah, on the yeah. internet, dog. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on Twitter. Why oh, don't yeah. you know that? You oh, made no. the graphic for it. Well, some, some, it's apparently some people don't know because we haven't heard from a lot of people about it. But all of Sunderland should be getting behind it. It's it's a big it's a big cause. Um, it's a really it's a really big cause, and it's like it's four hundred and fifty grand. No, like, it's, imagine it's waking fine. up to that thing, like. 
as a family having to weigh I'm not, I'm not, not going to bring the mood down any further but yeah. it's, I mean, it's a huge huge kind of exactly. amount of money to raise and the city the creative part of the city especially is getting behind it and it's really good to 100%. see without putting too much of a thing on it's an essential cause this isn't it just a good cause you know we're talking yeah. about like life or death yeah exactly yeah. we're talking about a very talented like young lady's life so let's all like get together and hopefully we can um, help raise the money that she needs to get this um, this um, treatment absolutely like, just sharing it yeah. that's what you need that's to do the message yeah, yeah. retweet the just giving page it's it's on like the wise men say page you'll find it on there most of us have retweeted it onto our twitter so just go find it retweet it give what you can great thanks well look yeah look for fight for fear twitter accounts fight for fear on, yeah. on, on twitter she's on instagram as well uh get get involved but um that remains for us to say apparently something's happening in football no it's I not I think it's just with that group of lads yeah yeah, yeah. shall we go and watch for football we'll yeah, let's, go, let's go and watch the rest of the World Cup and we can talk oh, about isn't Derby Chef Word about to kick off because that's what I'm going to oh. that's what I'm going yeah, to yeah, watch yeah yeah I'm going to be pints out the young so let's yeah, go yeah no chance <laughs> thanks very much for listening <laughs>